Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Hi, Shaz here. You're probably enjoying your Friday evening, sat in the garden, chilling out, enjoying the, the weather. Some people are telling me it's too hot. And I'm saying, this isn't that hot. I mean, I really like the hot weather. But I've obviously promised you to uh, deliver Finance Friday. So that means every Friday around about eight o'clock or thereabouts, I will do a live session sharing uh, things on finance. And you're probably expecting me to talk about tax or VAT or stamp duty land tax, inheritance tax. Uh, And I promise you, I will come on to those things one day, but there's so much other stuff that I want to talk to you about, uh, which I hope and I'm confident you'll find very useful and very valuable. So uh, as uh, you're joining in live, thank you for doing that. Uh, Please feel free to post your comments and ask questions and I'll be more than happy to respond to them. So today's Finance Friday, uh, the first thing I want to share with you is keep cash in the bank. And I've been in business now for uh, nearly 18 years now. uh, And one of the biggest issues and challenges that I see businesses come across is lack of cash. And of course, no business is as bad as a property business in terms of having a lack of cash. Because naturally, what we tend to do is, as soon as we've got some cash, we're funding the next property deal. Uh, And I'm as guilty as charged when it comes to that, but through time, uh, I've learned to to get better. And another uh, problem or issue that I see uh, people coming across is sometimes they've saved up hard and they've got a certain amount in the bank and it starts to burn a pocket in their hole or their bank account. So they feel like they've got to spend that money or invest it very quickly. And I had two of those particular experiences uh, a few years ago. The first one was I signed an option agreement on a piece of land, 12.2 acres, uh, and we went for uh, planning uh, on 120 houses to start off with. Uh, By the time we'd finished with the council, uh, it came down to 70. Uh, And my agents were Savills, and you'll know uh, either by experience or just by their name, uh, that they don't come very cheaply. So the hourly rate is very high. Uh, and after having spent the best part of £200,000 with them, uh, the planning application didn't go through, even though they were very confident from the start, it would go through. I then appealed uh, and the same thing happened uh, because the uh, appeal didn't go through. So I'd spent another 50 grand in that particular process. So £250,000 lighter, I learned a very hard lesson. However, we are going through another planning application on that site, and I'm very confident we'll make that happen. And Richard Lal says, don't keep cash in the bank, mate. Banks can go bust. Banks can go bust. You're absolutely right. 
but not often do they go bust. And I know you'll probably come back with a comment and saying Lehman Brothers 2008, uh, but banks don't go bust usually. And then you've got the financial compensation scheme uh, or whatever it's called, FCSC, which protects you up to £85,000. Uh, and then you can have, uh, if you've got more than £85,000, have it in two or more banks. But the point I'm making, Richard, is just because you've got money in the bank, don't feel desperate to do a deal, just like I did uh, with the example I've shared. After having done that deal, I then bought another piece of land uh, and applied for planning for six, five bedroom houses. And if you've heard me speak, I do sometimes share that story. That didn't go through. And that's long story short, uh, what did happen was I managed to obtain planning permission uh, using paragraph 79, which is a house in an isolated location. And it's going to be a beautiful development. So one I've rescued, the other one I'm about to rescue. The point I'm making is make sure that if you've got cash in the bank, look out for the good deals, especially with what's going on right now. Uh, but don't feel compelled. You've got to invest that money just because everybody around you is investing it. The second thing, and this is again common to property investors, and I mean this in a nice way, is you've got to live within your means. And it's all nice uh, trying to obviously buy nice things. And again, I'm probably not the best example because some of you may have seen me in the past rolling around in a brand new Royal Rolls Royce uh, and some of the fancy cars. Uh, but live within your means uh, and save up. And when you do save up, invest some of those funds because it's those investments which are going to help and support you in the long term. Don't live beyond your means because you'll soon go bust. Uh, and if you work hard, make your investments work hard for you, they will pay off in time to come. So what I've done is I have a savings account and I transfer money in there every single month without fail. And, and all the money that goes in that account can only be invested. So either I'm buying stocks, shares, property, mainly most of my money goes uh, into property, but I can't spend that on holidays, cars, anything else. It has to go into an investment and a capital appreciating asset. So if you perhaps lack discipline, you might want to do something like that. I do it, others do it. Uh, so why not uh, think about doing that yourself? The third one is we're all looking for that big idea. Sometimes it's that, it's that next shiny thing. Sometimes it's a big idea which is going to change your fortunes. Uh, and I've got five different businesses. And I've, like I said, I've, I've been in business for 18 years now. Or this is my 18th year. I've done over 3,000 business growth consultations. And I can tell you, not often do people who become wealthy, not often is it one big idea. Most of them have taken small baby steps over a number of years that have helped them become wealthy. So it's building that habit routine of making sure you take regular action on a regular basis. So having your annual plan broken down into quarterly, monthly, weekly, and yes, daily, having a daily plan of what does success look like. Doing that consistently and regularly is what's going to enable you to be become wealthy and create wealth in the long term. Yeah, of course, that the, the, you can share one, two, three, four, five, ten different ideas uh, of people who've made it big very, very quickly. But for the majority, it's those small marginal gains. So even if you look at Warren Buffett, for example, which I'm sure 
most of the people listening into this live uh, have would have obviously studied Warren Buffett, I hope, being in the sector that we're in. He's all about the compound effect uh, and, and the compound effect does work. So make sure that you work on that and work on those small marginal gains. The big one for me, in fact, and this is the next one, is having the ability to use other people's money. So I know my friend Kevin McDonald talks about no money down. That stuff really does work. It's brilliant. It is a game changer. Uh, and I think you should seriously consider that using other people's money to help them make money, but also leverage where, from where you are now to where you want to get to. It's a brilliant way of growing quicker. And it's something which I would suggest you do. And sometimes somebody might not have money, but they might have assets. So my friend, Dr. Chris Hamilton says, Savills, no surprises there. You're absolutely right, uh, Chris, and nice to hear from you. So if they don't have cash, but they might have assets, think about how you can leverage those assets. But it's a, like I said, it's a fantastic uh, way to leverage. I did exactly that in Boston. So you might've seen some of my videos about the project we, we did in Boston. I put no money in that whatsoever. We converted the building into 21 flats, 15 two-bedroom flats, sorry, 15 one-bedroom flats and six two-bedroom flats. And I did not invest a single penny in that deal and made it work. So it, it definitely works. Another, with the fifth one, and I hope I, I'm getting my numbers right, you'd expect me to do that, is to manage your debt. Way too many people uh, get into debt whether they don't live in the, within their own means or, or they start doing deals uh, which don't add up because they haven't done a proper appraisal, they don't understand how to do a proper appraisal. But get your numbers right, keep an eye on your debt and make sure you can always afford it and manage it. Uh, that's uh, extremely important. The next one, uh, which is a lifelong issue and challenge for all of us, and it's an evergreen topic, people can never stop talking about it, which is time management or self-management. And this is quite odd really, uh, because when I was working on individual property projects, I was busier than I am now. And, uh, and now I'm working on from anywhere between three to five uh, property projects at any one time. So I've just finished Boston, I'm doing New England, we've just finished St. Paul. So I'm sorry, I'm throwing these names at you, but it's easy for me to uh, describe uh, the project that way. We've then got uh, Bicker in Boston, which is uh, for 40 houses, and we've just applied for planning on that. And then after I've already talked to you about uh, the Section 79 uh, pro property, which I'm going to build. So I've got three or four projects at any one time. I'm not as busy just with those now as I used to be when I'm working on uh, when I was working on one project and that kind of sounds odd and doesn't sound right but I guess it's that Parkinson's law uh, where we fill the time with things we want to do. Christina says can I ask a general property tax question? You may Christina and I'll try my best to answer that for you. So leverage your time uh, and make the most of it and do the best that you can. Focus on creating so when you're trying to create wealth, focus on creating equity and not just income. Of course, in, in property, it's very important to create income and to create cash flow, but also focus on equity. Equity is what's going to really enable you to create wealth. 
so focus on that and that's where you'll find long-term success. The next one, uh, again, is, is very crucial and important. Every financial choice that you make is going to have a consequence on you, positive or negative, today and for the future. So you've got to make sure you think through things very, very carefully. Look at the upside, as Rob Moore talks about, look at the downside, but also when you look at the upside and the downside, fully consider the downside and think about the fact that if things don't work out, can you live with the downside? And if the answer is no, you can't live with the downside or it's going to be too much, don't do it. But remember that there's the cause and effect uh, thing that uh, takes place. Uh, so everything that you do will has cause and effect. Uh, and sometimes it takes a bit longer for you to learn. So if I was to ask all of you about some of the mistakes you've made in the past and you thought, uh, that was the worst mistake you made and you weren't going to get out of it, uh, you'll probably say today that was one of your best lessons. So cause and effect takes time uh, to come into play. Richard Lal says explain equity. So equity, if you have, Richard, a normal business, for example, equity is the value and the capital value you build in that property or in that business. So let's say linking it to, to property, if you've got service accommodation and you're building a service accommodation business, you're going to create capital value in the value of the business, but you're also going to uh, create equity uh, when those properties increase in value. Now, we don't actually affect, to some extent, uh, the economic cycle as such, so properties appreciate over time. But what we control better, or we've got more control over, is the, the capital growth of our business. So it's about growing your business and then leveraging that. So I'll give you a very good example. Today, spoke to a potential client, uh, turning over 20 million pounds, making best part of three million pounds profit. He had three and a half million pounds sat in his bank account. And I asked him, what, why aren't you investing these funds? And his simple answer, and this is a pretty smart guy, remember he's turning over 20 million pounds and making just under three million pounds profit. He said, I've never thought about it. My accountant has never told me or raised my awareness to invest this money uh, in something else. So of course, naturally, we started talking about property uh, and he was quite excited about that. So sometimes people miss uh, the common things, even though in appearance, they might have a very large substantial business, they can still miss out the basics or miss the basics. So make sure you don't do that. Christina wants me to look at a property tax question and I'll do that and I'll come back to the last couple of bits. And she says, if I sold a property, can I avoid capital gains tax if I reinvest all the money back in property? If I can do, I have to own the property in a certain SIC code for a limited company. To keep it very simple, Christina, if you own, if you own a property, and it's appreciated in value and you sell it, you have your annual exemption if it's in your own name. Uh, other than that, if you've spent any money on, on improving the property, you can take that uh, uh, off as a cost uh, when you're working out sales proceeds, but you have to pay capital gains tax. Even if, if you reinvest that into the next property deal, uh, that's not going to work. So you're, you're talking about rollover relief, I assume, uh, which is for businesses 
not for property, so you'll have to pay capital gains tax, I'm afraid, but make sure you claim all the different reliefs, exemptions and allowances. So I hope that helps you. And my last uh, tip for you is if you have more than one property strategy, which I hope you do, and I hope you're following the 70, 20, 10 or something similar, what, what sometimes people do is they lump all of their uh, businesses or different property strategies into one property. And sometimes as an accountant, when I dig deeper or drill down, what I find is, let's say their service accommodation business is doing pretty well and making money and their buy to let portfolio probably isn't doing so well. It's making a loss, but they've never thought about it. They've just lumped it all together. So if you've got different strategies, I usually recommend you should have different uh, vehicles for that, so different SPVs or different limited companies. But even if you've got one, make sure you break them down, especially if you're using pre-agent, uh, zero, QuickBooks, you can do that quite easily. And make sure every different business is profitable. Chris says, what's the best way to keep new build properties if your main contractor did not charge VAT? Not sure I fully understand that question. Uh, Chris, what's the best way to keep new build properties? Uh, I, don't, I mean, the, uh, my question would be, uh, it depends what you're going to do with the properties. And you mean, I mean, avoiding the fat back. I still don't understand the question, uh, Chris, because if your contract is not charging you VAT, uh, then I don't see where the fat is going to come back from, but perhaps you can clarify. So make sure all, all the different uh, departments or departments or sections uh, or st your different property strands or strategies are profitable. I hope you found that useful. Thank you for engaging and interacting. And until next Friday, have a fantastic weekend and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.